It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just, Just Ghouly Things. Things. Wow, that was a long one, Lil. Good for you. My lungs couldn't Thanks. hold that much. I don't know why. Okay. So, oh, okay. on that note, happy Good Friday. Uh, Yay, I, didn't even, I didn't even to realize it was Good Friday. who are celebrating. Yeah. Well, actually... I guess I'm celebrating because every Good Friday I go to my parents' house and we dye Easter eggs, which is what I'm doing later, which makes sense that it's Good Friday and I forgot that I'm doing that. So that was a good reminder. Um, But yeah, do you have any traditions during Easter or Good Friday or anything? So when my grandfather was married to his third wife, we would go over to his house and dye Easter eggs every every year around Easter. She would have a big thing for it. And to this day, the smell of vinegar makes me think of Nana Joyce. Is that a good thing she or a bad awful. thing? Oh, okay. She, she was awful. She made, like, she, like, my, my grandfather had, a, like, like, he had ups and downs, right? Like, he was um, quite, quite the man. But he had, uh, when I was little, little, he had this really big house, um, and Nana Joyce made me and my brother play in the laundry room. You oh my god, yes. Okay, that's room. the one. You've told us about this. Yes. yes. What a bitch. What a bitch. Yeah, she was awful. And she was mean to my mom. How can you be mean to my mom? To my Amy? Angel. Fuck yes. you. Oh my god. What a bitch. Okay. Team Amy all the way. Yes. But, Amy um, for life. Yeah, so Good Friday, uh, yeah, usually Easter eggs for me. And then, you know, the Sunday, like Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't feel I, I doesn't feel like Easter. Usually we go to, like, a buffet, sort of, like, all-you-can-eat thing at, like, the Brownstone. And okay. now, obviously, that's canceled, so. Um, <laughs> Somebody said the Easter Bunny is an essential worker. Oh, bless his little heart. He's like, shit, I thought I had off this year. After thousands <laughs> of years, I got to keep doing this shit. The Easter Bunny invented coronavirus to get a day off Tell your friends. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stop. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, in better news, um, we are going to be announcing the winner of the James Allen Ross slash Just Ghoulie Things podcast giveaway. So the winner of the set of James Allen Ross books and our Jess Gooley Things stickers is, Lily, do you want to say the name? You say it. I'm doing the drum roll. Okay. Melinda Faye, 17. Woo! Congratulations, girlfriend. I'm doing a drum roll. So we're probably going to post this on the Instagram as well, just in case you just weren't listening to this episode for whatever reason but i'm pretty sure you're gonna listen to this anyway um so just dm us at just schooly things podcast on instagram and um just send us your address and we will get everything sent out to you congratulations yay all right lily um let's get started with the story shall we let's do it All all right what's your first story My first story is my sister talking in her crib and the butterflies. Oh. Right after my sister was born, my great-grandmother passed away at 86 years old. She had only held my sister once but absolutely loved her. A few months after she passed and my sister was about nine months old, my mom went to a Halloween party at her friend's house. The friend was a pretty witchy 
person, house full of crystals, into herbalism, etc. So it wasn't unlike her to hire a ton of mediums to do readings for her guests. Towards the end of the night, my mom had a, her palm read and did a communication reading with the spirit world. She's a skeptic. I'm a skeptic. She chalked it all up to a load of BS. Before this, and after my grandmother died, my sister would stand up in her crib and talk nonsense all night long. We had one of those video baby monitors, and we would watch her look up at the wall and talk and giggle all night. It was kind of disturbing. She did this for months. The psychic told her that her grandmother had passed away, and she had, and she understood she had a little girl at home. The psychic brought up my sister talking at night, which took my mom by surprise. The psychic told her it was my grandmother talking to her all night and to go home and tell my grandmother to leave her alone and let her sleep. On my mom's way out of the party, the psychic stopped her and told her to watch out for butterflies. My sister's crib was surrounded by butterfly stickers on the wall. Butterfly themed everything, and my mom constantly saw butterflies everywhere. Feeling a little odd, she went to a Chinese food place after the party. Her, her friend grabbed some spring rolls, and my mom just got a drink. Her friend offered her fortune cookie because she was full. My mom cracked the cookie open, and the fortune said, It's all right to have butterflies in your stomach. Just keep them all in alignment. She went home that night and whispered, Nana, please stop talking to her. You're keeping her up, and she's a baby and needs sleep. My sister never stood up and talked in her crib again. Spooky, mm. kooky, kooky. Huh. I, and this, like, comes down to, like, what like what are the odds that the psychic was able to... Like, I, like what do you think of this? I think that... Um... I, I think this is, I mean, I think the baby was seeing the grandmother. I think that the baby was up trying to talk back, but couldn't talk back because she was only, you know, like nine months old or whatever. Obviously, yeah. Um, but I think it was the spirit of the grandmother. I, I do. So. And especially, and then the whole butterfly thing is just weird. That's a, another weird coincidence. Just a detail. It's all in the details with mediums, I think. Oh, definitely. You know, because you can you can make a broad statement like you just lost someone important to you. Like, yeah, death is common. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Exactly. But um, little tiny details like that, and then the fortune cookie and everything too, just kind of spooked me a little bit. Yeah, it seems like there's just like a lot of things that are way too coincidental that like make yeah. sense in the story. All right, Lily, I'm actually just gonna grab my um my charger real quick, and then I will tell my story. Okay. Okay. All right, I am back with my charger, and Lily said that as I was gone, there was no paranormal happenings behind me. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. Um, this one is titled Possible Shadow Person Encounter. Last Tuesday evening, my friends and I were on a U.S. Forest Service road in rural Northern California. Not out of the ordinary, we live in the mountains and are accustomed to using these roads. We backed into a spot alongside a fast-running creek next to a bridge. We dropped the tailgate, popped open some beers, and started talking. The sun was going down, and it was getting darker by the second. I was looking at my friend. Off in the woods behind him, I saw something moving. My mind instantly became focused on trying to figure out what it was. I could see a black figure, maybe five foot tall and about as wide as a tree. It was zipping from one tree to another. Oh, going, from, going from tree to rock to tree, getting closer as it zigzagged its way towards us. I could not see any sign of legs, arms, head, or neck, just an almost cylinder shape of just blackness. This all happened very fast, and I was still trying to figure out what it was. 
At the same time, my friend starts hearing a noise and asks me, what is that buzzing noise? He then notices me focusing on something behind him and asks me, dude, what is that? And we felt a horrible wave of just pure negative emotions, sadness, hate, guilt, fear, and just a dreadful feeling wash over us as we jumped into the pickup and hit the gas pedal. The feeling went away the further away we got from where we saw it. This is the best way I can describe it, and we do not know what to make of it all. My friend said that it sounded like a vibrating noise. Has anyone else ever had similar experience to, experiences to this? And that oh is... Yeah, so... Yeah, I think that was a shadow person. Mm-hmm. And, like, but as soon as I was reading this and I was thinking of the... Seeing, seeing something move so fast you can't see, like, any sort of, like, body description mm-hmm. and it's zigzagging amongst the trees, I immediately thought Edward Cullen from Twilight... <laughs> <laughs> when they're in the forest and they're just like running so fast in and out, in and out. So you can just hear the pitter patter of tiny feet. Maybe this is Edward Cullen. Maybe vampires do exist in the forests of Northern California. Imagine. You never know, Imagine. right? There's been crazier to happen. There's been crazier to happen. But uh, yeah, true. No, Cra- and- crazier shit has happened than Shadow Person being Edward Cullen. But yeah, it's. I mean, that makes sense that it could be. A shadow person it's just like i find it interesting like i've never heard of it in like in a cylinder form though like it just yeah. seems like it's just like a ball of energy yeah um more than anything else but um uh, yeah that's my first story all right my best friend coming to visit me i've never posted on reddit before but i am searching for answers with this one my best friend passed away in december 2018 around 3 a.m she was hit by a drunk driver going over 100 miles per hour she was crossing the street I was grateful we got to share some incredible last words with one another. It's been a little over a year, and I haven't experienced anything at all up until January of 2020. One night in January, I was up late studying in the library when I got a call from her. Her mother has never disconnected her phone, so I figured maybe one of her family members was calling me or someone got a hold of the phone and was doing it as a prank. I answered, and I heard nothing, just silence. Periodically, since then, I'll get a call from her phone. It'll always be late at night around 3 a.m., I texted her mom and asked about it, and she said her phone is in a box in the closet and nobody has access to it. It is also not charged or on. Oh, boy. I have chills right now. Yeah. It was little things at first, but always around 3 a.m. I'm a college student, so I'm always up. (laughs) True. My electric toothbrush would turn on. The lights would flicker. The door would move ever so slightly. I have always been a skeptic of these things up until a few months ago. Then, one night, my friends and I were having our typical wine on Wednesday. I love that. Wine on Wednesday. That's so cute. I have a photo of me and my best friend framed on my dresser. The picture frame began to visibly shake. All of my friends saw it as well. We were freaked out. Um, Sorry, I lost my place. Okay, here we are. I've also uh, I've also been having dreams. It, it's almost as if it's from a third-person perspective. I'm outside my own body watching us laying down in the grass and talking. It feels so real. I have never experienced a dream like that before. This is when it gets really weird. This uh, Two weeks ago, I had a bonfire in my backyard just making s'mores and relaxing. All the way at the other corner of my backyard, I saw her. She was just standing there looking at me. She looked normal. She was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I walked towards her, but it was almost as if I blinked and she was gone. No, I wasn't drunk. I was not high. And no, I am not crazy, or at least I hope not. 
Last Saturday night, it was late again. I felt someone's weight sit on my bed, if that makes sense. But nobody was there. I could physically feel the mattress shift. I was sitting up doing schoolwork on my laptop when I felt someone touch my thighs and my face. She always used to grace her fingers over my body lightly, and it literally felt just like that. I didn't eat for two days after that because it scared me so much. Wow. All my friends believe me. My family is fiercely Muslim, and her family is fiercely Catholic, so I don't feel as if I should share my experiences with them, yet at least. I have talked to my friends about it, though. I guess I'm wondering why or if anybody else has experienced something like this. I have always been strictly against ghosts and spirits, but I am 100% a believer now. Oh, that's good. She was always super protective over me and always believed in my dreams of being a scientist. One of my friends said she thinks maybe I'm going down the wrong path and she's trying to warn me or send me a message. I'm a pretty emotionally void person. I'm kind of crappy at processing emotions. The first time I cried over her death was over a year after it happened. The only real thing I felt for that first year was anger. Then in January, it just kind of hit me that she was gone and I broke down. Ever since then, that's when it all started. So my friends think maybe that I've let my anger go and have accepted what's happened. She's visiting me now. I just don't know. Sorry for the long post. Just searching for answers and to see if someone else has experienced the same. Hope y'all are having a safe quarantine. Wow. That story just hits so personal because it's a young girl. This is a recent death that happened under unfortunate circumstances. Um, And it just seems that it makes sense that, you know, she she was going through, like, the typical phases of losing somebody. But now that Mm -hmm. she's kind of come to grips, like, she's out of that shock stage and she can accept what happened. Now it seems like that that wall's been broken between the spiritual world and our world. And now the friend can communicate and try to help her as best she can. Exactly. Um, That's what I think. I was, I was thinking the exact same phrase too, that the walls come down, that she was building a wall with her anger. And now it's kind of, now that the anger has subsided, she's made room for um, her friend's spirit to come through. That's a sweet story though. And I think that, Like, I do think that a situation like that, obviously, I'm not too strict on one certain religion or anything like that. So I don't really know how extreme Catholics or extreme Muslims are when it comes to, like, the paranormal. But I just, I do feel like, especially for a parent that lost a child, I do think that that would be something that I would want to know. Just knowing that they're still around. I think that that's so, um, that's such a beautiful thing to experience. Someone that you thought you've lost forever, but they're still amongst us like their spirits still around it's just you know Mm -hmm. you can't physically see them so um that was a really nice story i like that one so um speaking of college students i have a a story now it's called there's something at my school so as a person who doesn't believe in supernatural things this type of event would normally just be passed by as that weird thing that happened to me that one time never really thought about ghosts or spirits to be real maybe until now About four years ago, I asked my friend why he was scared of our school when nighttime arrived. His parents own the school, and his house is right next to it with a back door that connects it to the school's backyard. Okay, money. The thing is, (laughs) is he never went there alone. So at that time, I asked him what that was all about. It turns out that he saw something when he was a child and actually made a drawing of that thing. Right after crossing the door to the school's backyard, there's a room to the left with glass panels instead of full walls. That's where he saw that thing in the darkness. It was tall, dark figure with reddish, angry eyes. 
My friend remembers being petrified by fear and had a good glimpse at the figure before the person he was with picked him up and ran back into the house. It could have been his imagination, but an adult was there too, leaving no doubt about it being real. Him being one of my best friends, I believed it. Of course, it didn't make me feel like it was real. I figured it must have been like a weird-looking shadow, but couldn't explain the eyes. It went on to become just a creepy experience my friend had, not a big deal, until one day when I told my younger brother about what my friend saw, and turns out my brother saw it too about seven years ago. He was still at school when it was dark. My parents ran late to pick him up, so he waited alone and bored. It was raining, which is why he had the idea of of drinking the raindrops. Oh, I remember that. When he looked up, he saw the thing by a window inside one class in the second floor. Tall, dark figure. He remembers it doing something, but was only able to see its back. He was also very scared and tiptoed his way out of the school while looking at the thing, hoping it wouldn't see him. I told this to my friend, and his reaction really made me shiver. They both saw the same thing. It's kind of driving me crazy because last night, another friend told us that he saw the same exact thing years ago when we were still in school. There were two more people who saw a tall, bear-like figure at night, which, which, which adds up to what my brother described. I really know what to believe uh, with these stories. I just don't know anymore. Now, I definitely know for sure there is or was something at my school. Wow. Yeah, so... I wonder what the origin story is for it. I'm curious of what type of school this is. Like, if it's a private, like, religious school. Mm-hmm. If maybe there was some sort of, like negative thing that happened if there was like a ritual maybe that was on campus like on the school campus that maybe went against this religious views that maybe conjured up an evil spirit I don't know there's just but it's interesting that these all happened years ago Mm -hmm. and and they're all coming now they're all being spoken about now and just people are like they saw the same thing in different places but in general like the same description of a thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's my story. Nice. Okay. This one is called An Unusual Drive I Won't Forget in a Hurry. Okay, so forgive me, this is my first post on Reddit, so I may be a bit rusty as such, but here it goes. So I'll start with a little bit of background details. I live in the UK and have a family in a small town which is about a 20-minute drive away from where I am. The family that lives in said town are my dad's first wife and my half-brother and their families, and we all get along rather well and visit them quite often when not in current self-isolation. <laughs> <laughs> True. I love that everyone's also talking about quarantine, like, at the end of their post. Like, stay safe, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's how you know these are recent. Yeah. One evening, while driving through in, an, in some rather heavy fog, I'm driving along the main road, which connects the two towns, uh, which connects the two towns, a, a road I know rather well, but I, I can see the rear of a large, dark-colored van about one to two hundred feet, one hundred to two hundred feet again ahead, with its fog lights illuminated, and all seems fine. There is nothing behind me and nothing ahead of the van. Just so you know, all of that was just one sentence. <laughs> what is punctuation? Yeah. Okay. I'm following said van for approximately three to four miles when we come to a rather heavily wooded section around around some rather tight corners. 
all of a sudden the fog became thicker, which it, the fog became thicker, which isn't unusual along this stretch. However, I noticed the van ahead has slowed down. So I bring my speed down to match and continue following the van around the next corner. At this point, the van in front bounces up the curb on the outside of the corner and heads towards a number of trees just as the van and just as the van is about to hit the trees, it disappears into the fog and vanishes. This is where it hits me rather quickly as I'm driving along. I have two half brothers. One is still living in the one is still living and the other passed away in a road accident between my hometown and the town my family lives in at, in a van crash about 12 years ago. Wow. I later found out the spot where the van I saw going off the road was the exact spot where my half-brother left the road and was killed instantly <gasps> when his van collided with the tree. Oh, my God. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt, which was very much out of the ordinary for him. I believe I watched a replay of his final moments on his way home from work this evening. It has one more twist. As I was driving along... Uh, along the, the hill, a few corners along the road, rather large deer were... Oh, oh, oh my god this is so hard to read there's no punctuation okay as I was driving along at the brow of the hill a few corners along the road a rather large deer was stood in the middle of the road maybe my half brother slowing down was preparing me for said deer I've driven along the same road many times since and haven't seen anything out of the ordinary since then, even under heavy fog conditions. I just have a few stories, but maybe I've been rambling on a little too much, so I'll save them for another time. Wow. That part about being able to see the replay of the situation happen before her eyes is fucking terrifying. I know. That's so traumatic. Like, I could not imagine, even imagine. I'd imagine realizing it after like beforehand you know like you see a spooky kooky ooky van and you're like oh my god like wow this is what i'm seeing but then later coming to that realization is just insane yeah (laughs) that's a that's a creepy story that is a really creepy story okay my story is titled is someone trying to reach me so long story short my aunt was a pagan she taught a lot uh, she taught a lot to me, and I started my religious study around 13. I stayed in the church, a Christian church, until I was older. Alone, my mother was not a fan of churches. I later realized I agreed with her, but studied other religions for a while. Honestly, one of the reasons I stopped was walking into a Baptist church and being treated like a slut for refusing to let the boys touch or talk to me any way they liked. Just added that in there. Anyways, my aunt taught me a lot, and I read a lot. And it has actually never been my religion. I can say that makes more sense to me than many others. My aunt died about 10 years ago. At the time, it floored me, and she died in a brutal car accident, and I was, supposed to go, I was supposed to go with her. But she was a wonderful woman and loved me very much. So, of course, when I didn't get a visit from her right away, I thought to myself that the afterlife must not exist. But then something started to visit me at night. I don't know how else to explain it other than tickling across my forehead, third eye area, and my hairline, just in that area. So I naturally assumed it was her. It, it became a comfort for me at night as I laid down for bed once in a while while the sensation would visit me. I'd even ask yes or no questions and try to get answers. What's weird is it's progressed throughout the years. 
At first, it was once in a while, then nearly every single night. Now it happens basically daily sun or moon, but it's driving me mad. I don't know if it's a spirit guide, my aunt, or my higher self. My best theory? As the daily visits started happening only a little over a year ago when I found my faith in God again after my mom died, is that, is that something is trying to reach me and it's stronger the more open my mind is. Can anyone help me understand this? I've never heard of this from others. I'd appreciate any help. <sighs> wow. What you know, do you think it is? It's interesting to me because, like, you know, she has her experiences, like, with the Baptist church or, you know, she was a Christian, she was a pagan. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is, like, like I've, I've said this on an Instagram Live. Like, I don't necessarily, like, identify with, like, a single religion just because mm -hmm. I honestly haven't. Like, I grew up in a Christian church, but I never yeah. really did my research on other religions. And, like, I don't really know what else is out there. And I've never, yeah. I've never had a bad experience with a certain religion. Um, but like, I just feel like so many people of all different religions have different spiritual experiences, paranormal experiences that I don't, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe that like a paranormal experiences experience comes from like a certain religious belief. Like, I think it just happens to all of us. Cause like we're human beings and like, yeah, like that's, I, I think it's just more of like, like literally from the spirit. I don't think that necessarily has to do with your religion. I was so, thinking that I was thinking that it seems like the afterlife doesn't seem to discriminate against religion. It seems like everyone has their own version of it. I agree. And I mean, maybe like your religion has some sort of like theory on how maybe paranormal activity, like where it comes from, or mm -hmm. I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a religious expert. Like you guys believe in whatever you want to believe in. Um, <laughs> but like that's, you know, whatever, you know, whatever helps you and stuff. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think it has anything to do with her switching, you know, back to being a Christian or whatever. Um, and it does seem like maybe her third eye is opening now. Maybe she's clearing yeah. her mind and it's allowing her to access a realm that typically we don't because we're so we're so we have a film over our eyes because of the world we live in and societal norms that we want to try to meet and things like that. So, yeah, that's what that's my theory. But I don't know. It about very you. well could be. All right. Well, what's your next story? Okay. This one is called Abandoned Hospital Doesn't Like Visitors. Hi, Creepy Reddit. I have a story from about two years ago that really captivates me to this day. When I told this story to close friends, they tell me it's straight out of a movie. I really can't disagree with that. This starts when I finished my first year of college in the Bay Area. I worked my ass off in, in school, and I just wanted to have a wild summer, and I would do anything I could to get out of the house. My cousin was slash is my best friend, and basically we did everything and anything together. When there wasn't anything to do, we'd take walks together around my rural neighborhood. I always lived near this ho old hospital, which used to operate as the biggest trauma unit in my area. Sometime, sometime when I was in high school, they shut the hospital down due to unknown reasons. It basically just sat there rotting for a few years before we found it. One day, my cousin and I were drinking a cold one. Cracking open a cold one. <laughs> taking care of our routine walks and ventured away from our usual route through the peaceful random field. We stumbled across this huge parking lot after making it out of the field, but it didn't hit me that this was the old hospital's parking lot we found. We made our way through the lot until we saw this massively grand building standing outside of the lot. The deteriorated banner said emergency room, and this is when we knew we struck gold and stumbled across a back route to the abandoned hospital. We knew of this place, we had, but we had never been there before. We, ha we hadn't heard any weird outlandish urban legends, nor ha 
had anyone we knew been there before us. We pushed forward and checked the perimeter. To our surprise, the first door we walked up to had a rock jammed in between the door frames so we could just waltz in. This, this, this is when we realized we could potentially this could potentially be a bad idea if we got caught and we could suffer some consequences. We agreed we would be quiet and respectful and make it a quick trip. This is where things take a turn, or a few turns. We entered the building, and it was the most deafening quiet I have ever heard. Ooh, I like that. Tell me more. The sound of the door closing behind us sounded like a literal bombing. Once the echo stopped from the door, it dawned on us that this place was fucking creepy. We walked slowly, but the floor is covered in glass, which makes even the smallest steps sound like Bigfoot lumbering around a library. (laughs) (laughs) We find a patient room, which still had a bed inside. Oh, boy. We stop at the doorway to look inside because the floor looks sketchy. Out of nowhere, from around the corner, we hear the faintest, slow, drawn-out whistling. I've never in my life stopped what I was doing so suddenly. I just stare wide-eyed at my cousin because even a whisper sounds like yelling in this place. We both have our feet planted into the ground because if we move those two, we will make ourselves known. At this point, we both assume there could potentially be a squatter or a guard of some sort. My cousin hand gestures to me that we have to leave and we can't just stand there because the whistling was obviously not going to stop at that point. We turn towards the opposite side of the corner that the whistling is at and start and start tiptoeing out to a perfect science. Then the whistling stops. We freeze. Then we hear the glass crunching from around the corner. We start running. Once we get to the door, we came once we get to the door we came from, we realize we didn't put a fucking rock in the door frame when we came in and the door is completely stuck no. as we were trying to get this door to open the glass crunching is now running <gasps> we hear the glass crunching until it sounds like it is dangerously close i'm fucking horrified we turn around to try another door and the noise of the glass is literally right in front of us yet no one is there mm. no one we book it to a door that says pharmacy and peel open the door the pharmacy is completely empty except a single perfectly placed and aligned landline phone plugged into the wall the phone is off the hook making and is making a dial tone the whole thing was perfectly fucking lined up and centered with the whole room i've never seen anything like it the dial tone was so loud in such an empty place there wasn't power throughout the hospital so how was it working i was in shock we left and never went back i ha- i heard of some other kids going there at night they told me they heard whistling and thought someone was lurking in the shadows the whole time it was it's a freaky fucking freaking fu- it's a freaky <laughs> fucking world out there tongue twister freaky fucking freaky freaking <laughs> right say it ten times fast i dare you so yeah the running they heard running they thought someone was in there and then the running got closer and they could hear it it's right in front of them but there's no one there to make the noise and then of course they play themselves by not putting a stone in the door so that they could escape and it was like jam shut yeah genius <sighs> oh god yeah that uh, the creepy i think the creepiest part of that whole story was when they walked into the room where there was the bed in the patient yeah. room that just freaks me out I hate when you see, like, when you go into an abandoned place and it looks like everything was just dropped and left there. That idea is so creepy. I have goosebumps (laughs) from just thinking about it. Such a creepy concept. Such a creepy concept. Okay. 
my next story is titled Unexpected Event. Last few years have been pretty traumatic for my family, both, both emotionally and financially. We've, had, we've always had fights regarding our financial situation since me and my father are the only working members of the family. So the first encounter was during the month of October when I was on Skype call with my partner. She pointed out that she could see someone sitting on my couch. I just chuckled and ignored her, saying that it could be my grandfather looking after me. He passed away in 1999, but I've always felt his presence around the house in a positive way. Okay. That, that kind of just reminded me of me telling you when I was going upstairs to get my charger. Hey, Lily, can you just make sure there's no one behind me? <laughs> but this seems like a nice experience, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to say anything. Um, last year, during the month of December 2019, my dad had decided to leave from the apartment where we had lived for over 17 years and decided to buy a bigger apartment. And that very night, after having a few drinks, he threw a fit, saying that someone is stopping him from leaving the house and he wants to kill himself. He began to bang his head on the wall to set himself free from this entity. Oh, shit. Like, look, I get it. Like, after a few drinks, you know, under the influence, you may start to, like, think things or hallucinate. But, this, like, this is a little extreme for it just being yeah. a few drinks in. Especially That's, after seeing something on a Skype call. Yeah, and then over 17 years, you know, you, you know, you go get a bigger apartment and then just so happens that he's starting to think that he can't leave there. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Okay. My father is a very religious man. He never gets shaken up by anything or anyone. He revealed so many things that night, which were super creepy, and we decided to leave the house. That very night, my mom disclosed to me that there was a young boy who passed away all by himself due to cardiac arrest. Also, we have noticed that our guests have felt super uneasy to sit in our house during family gatherings and felt heavy as soon as they stepped in. We had faced a lot of financial losses, and at one point, my parents were going to get divorced. So, like, all of this crazy shit happening, and it all seems to, at the end of the day, when you dissect the evidence, points back to this house. Wow. Like, look, I mean, like, the parents getting a divorce doesn't necessarily mean it's because of the house, obviously, relationship-wise. But it seems like... A lot of There's things. There's something there. Yeah, like it may be kind of a catalyst for what was going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was my story. Sad story. I mean, the only positive light was maybe the grandfather is looking after the 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 uh, writer of this experience, just reassuring them that you know all through the shitty stuff that's happening or may happen, you always have someone here to protect you and know that you know things get better so i sure hope so i sure hope that's what it was that's what i'm gonna tell myself yeah that's that's how we're gonna get the positive from this really sad story (laughs) all right what's your last story my last story is kind of short it's called i miss feeling my cat last year in december my partner gifted me two gorgeous baby kittens one was named kai and the other hero they were brothers and they were always together playing and cuddling sadly only a few months later kai was hit by a car he was still yeah he was still only a baby one second there's something on my screen and i can't read okay he was still only a baby hero was very disoriented and very sad he kept walking around the house waiting for him when we would finally be- when we finally buried him, Hero would often sleep on his grave and quickly settle down where Kai was buried in our yard. Mm. I know, right? Who's crying in the club right now? 
I don't know why, but I'm crying in the club right now. Hero would later be seen playing like he would play with Kai. It would look like play fighting, and he looked really happy. At first, I first felt sorry. I first felt Kai only a week later. I was laying in bed and felt what felt like a cat jump on my bed and cuddle against my leg. I looked up to call out to Hero, and he wasn't there. I was shocked because I still felt the weight of the cat against me and a really warm feeling. I knew it was Kai. I even called out to Kai and said hi and that he was a good boy. Oh. Mm-hmm. I felt him a few times again after that. I felt him walk through my legs and felt him curled up on my chest. Some of my other family members have felt him too. Now, sadly, the visits have stopped. I miss him. Hero still sleeps on his grave. I hope to feel you again, baby. Stop! Yeah. Fuck I know, you, the Lily. Last, the last, oh, my The last God. is pretty fucking sad. The last line is pretty Jesus fucking Christ, sad. Jesus Christ, why would you end like this? <laughs> oh. I think it's really sweet. Uh-huh, little kitty. Another ghost cat. You, We've had a lot of ghost cat stories, but not a lot of ghost dog stories. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I guess the, I guess the cats are like, I'm stubborn. I'm going to stay around. True. Just mind your business. All right. All right. The, my last story? last story is titled, Shadow Creature Makes Me Sick, Need Explanations. Hey guys, I'm going to give a little backstory. I happen to live on an island with about 50 to 70 other residents. This island is about two to three miles long. This island is believed to be haunted. I've lived here for only two years and I've already got quite a few paranormal stories that I've either heard from longtime residents or experienced firsthand. So I'm going to tell the scariest, which is a two-part story. So on one quarter of the island is the residential area with another quarter being abandoned buildings and the rest being a dense forest with a slim path down the end. I want to fucking live in this island. Are you kidding me? This sounds awesome. (laughs) Anyway, during October, me and a small group of friends decided to explore the abandoned buildings as a fun little spooky thing for the month of October. We grabbed our flashlights and headed off by foot. Now, these weren't just normal abandoned buildings. These were abandoned from an old theme park from the 50s and 80s so a lot of them were very large and dark inside anyways as we approached the abandoned buildings i got a very uneasy and creepy vibe the forest was blocking a good amount of light and casting shadows everywhere on the buildings first we went into the little bumper cart pavilion which wasn't really scary besides the rotting inside and overgrowth it was actually pretty cool until we all heard a crash come from the old theater where no plays used to occur yeah being the stupid boys we were we decided to check it out Every door seemed to be boarded up and blocked except for one that was only blocked by a rock that two of us would easily move. We moved the rock and looked inside and turned on our flashlights to look inside and immediately I got an intense feeling of dread and helplessness. The theater itself was a mess with benches thrown around and tarps hanging from the roof with everything covered in dust. We started hearing strange noises like a mix between humming and sobbing coming from the hall in the back. We then went back to the door because we were super creeped out and just wanted to go back and play games at this point. But on our way out, we took a last look around and literally just as I was putting my putting my foot out the door, we saw what looked like a giant humanoid looking thing. No. Yeah. It looked at least eight feet tall. It was completely black like a shadow figure and it ran into the back hall. At this point, we were having none of it and booked it out of there to the main path, onto our golf cart, and floored it back to the residential area. I thought it was all fine, but for a week after I saw it, I started getting headaches, vomiting, and at one point blacking out for a second. Oh, shit. Then it stopped. The symptoms went away after a week. 
I checked with the doctor who said he didn't know what happened and that nothing was wrong with me. So I'm thinking it was a paranormal effect from the shadow creature. Yes. And I definitely think that that's what it was just because you see like on Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, when you experience like a very strong energy spirit. You that shit start can to come get headaches. And yeah, they they because it's like they're draining the energy from you because it's not like there's really any energy sources in a deserted amusement park, right? Yeah. So they're definitely trying to suck the energy out of any living things to produce itself, and that's my theory. But yeah, um, yeah. So that is my story. I just I kind of want to visit this island and live there. Me too. It sounds pretty fucking cool. Just take your golf cart and just go to an abandoned amusement park. And there's only, like, 60, 70 people. I would do that, but during the day. True. True, true, true. Uh, Yeah, because, like, the forest part seems a little sus. But um, anyway, guys, that concludes this episode of Just Ghoulie Things. So, Lily, when uh, we were doing the stories, I got a DM from James, and he Mm -hmm. was asking if we had picked our winner, which I said we were just Mm -hmm. recording, and we said that our winner was Melinda. So he goes, do you think you can announce his winner um, from his side of the uh, contest. So Absolutely. Okay, drum roll time? Yes. So the winner for the James Allen Ross Just Ghoulie Things podcast giveaway is underscore keep underscore the underscore faith 12 underscore. Yay! So congratulations to both Melinda and keep the faith 12. Um, you can DM James Allen Ross or DM us at just Bully Things podcast. And uh, just DM us your uh, your name and your address, and we will have that shipped out to you by next week. Congratulations to all the winners. And to those that didn't win, um, we will definitely be having more giveaways in the near future, fingers crossed. And um, if you're, you know, just support small businesses, support our listeners, check out James Allen Ross at James Allen Ross on Instagram, and buy his books. They're amazing books, and... Um, yeah, anything else you want to add, Will? Um, stay safe in quarantine, folks. Yes, and let's go through all the socials that you can stalk us on. All right. Yes. Instagram. Just Bully Things Podcast. Our personal Instagram, at Rebecca Ruber. At Lily Baldessari. Facebook like page. Just Bully Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Bully Things Podcast group. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on our show, please feel free to email us at JustGhoulieThingsPodcast at gmail.com. All right, Boo Things. Hope you guys had an awesome week, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.